I'm James, and I'm so into voguing right now. And my name is Keen, and as you can tell, James's taste is like a small bird. Cheep, 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 cheep. Boo! Welcome to Sissy That Pod. This is the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast, and today we are covering RuPaul Drag Race Holland, episode four. And we've invited another Drag Race Reaction Podcast onto the show in a sign of solidarity, because we we shouldn't be competition, we should be friends. We're all in this together. Exactly. You know? Uh, United Queendom, it's a great podcast by two guys, Ed and Sam, over in the UK. Uh, and they have a totally different look on things and they do little fun little elements of the show and now they've even branched out into covering the divas so definitely worth checking them out it's a roller coaster because it starts off with ed and then sam joins halfway through and then ed's internet cuts out so buckle up you're in for it you're in for a treat you're in for a treat (laughs) treat. (laughs) (laughs) so we won't keep it for you any longer please welcome to the podcast united queendoms ed and sam Ed from the United Queendom podcast. Thank you for joining us. Your co-host Sam might be along uh, during the episode. We have to wait and find out. But I need to ask you, the important question is, what would you give Drag Race episode, Drag Race Holland episode four out of ten? Are you fucking kidding? Do you guys do the out of ten rating system? N- no. Did you steal that from us? We're just no. giving it for this one episode. One episode only. We're we're dipping into your your wheelhouse. Oh, and thank stealing God! It, <laughs> we're about to hear from my lawyers. Then I was like, these <laughs> can I just say something? Um, I think, and I, I sound like a crazy person now, but on the most recent episodes of a certain podcast, which are hosted by two Rue girls, I won't even give them the advertising, despite the fact I listen and I am fans. <laughs> They've started doing the um, uh, guess the humming song. Which is a thing on our podcast. And yes, I know it's not the most original, like no one's ever guessed a humming song before. But I swear to God, they've stolen it from our podcast. So the fact (laughs) I thought you guys were stealing our very original out of 10 system. We were like vultures over the United Queen's Awards. I was going to hit the roof, but actually you guys are doing it as a very... It's an homage. (laughs) This episode, an 8 out of 10. And I'm really glad that this was the episode that um, we came... Well, currently myself, hopefully Sam soon, came on to talk about because I think it's the best episode of the series, uh, in Drag Race Holland so far. And um, I was a, a bit disappointed because you guys originally told us it was going to be the Snatch Game episode. Yeah, that's what I understood. But so that was a bit of fake my news. My tea was wrong. I'm, I'm not saying we were lured into this podcast and the false. <laughs> that's, that's for another conversation. But luckily, it's an amazing episode. I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> Thank you for having us, me. You started covering uh, Drag Race UK. And you kind of stuck with it from there, right? Yeah, so the podcast launched to coincide with the launch of Drag Race UK. So it was October 7th last year was our first episode. So we just celebrated our first birthday. So if you want to wish us happy birthday. Happy birthday. Actually, we did as well. I forgot to, to we forgot to celebrate that, Keen. We should have yeah, also. <laughs> oh my God, you forgot your own first birthday. We're twins. <laughs> yeah. well, did you guys also coincide with Drag Race UK? Yeah, we did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. my God, great minds think alike. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, me thinking I'm so original. <laughs> there were 50 gay podcasts launched that week. Yeah, but Avon are uh, the best officially, let's be honest. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're two different markets, so it's fine. Two different countries. Yeah, that's you, it. You know, yeah. Different references. It's all good. Uh, <clears throat> so let's jump right into the side of this episode. Uh, right after the lip sync last week, when Abby, oh my God, was saved, she goes to the back of the room and she does some sort of get out of my way, shows the back of her hand gesture, and Cedar Jean is 
pissed. Uh, <laughs> yes. And it all unfolds at the catering table, which is a first for Drag Race. I've never seen drama at a catering table before. James, were you living? I was living. I also was living for the amount of like branded products and kind of like being able to see like what they were eating. There were the like Cedergine like losing her shit holding a bottle of Coke, some like candy canes on the back. I was like, this is spectacular. Though I didn't really understand what it was about. I wasn't really following where the the rage had emerged from. Oh, I loved it. Like you said, I think I've never, drama's never started so soon into the episode. So we hadn't even really got to talking about the last queen leaving and we're Megan and we're already like in full on drama. And I just love how, cause I am obsessed with how much shade you can throw with a small gesture. Cause I actually, I've, I recently rewatched Sex in the City 2, which I know no one else in the world is doing cause it's Ooh. not fondly remembered. <laughs> but you know, Miranda talks in the film about how her boss keeps putting his hand up to her face to say, stop speaking. Yes. She upsets oh, yeah. her. So I loved that Abby, oh my gosh, caused all this drama with just one gesture and but Cetagine is not to be fucked with so clearly it was Clash of the Titans and I was getting my actual life. I love how Abby flies off the handle at the drop of a hat like she just seems to be ready to explode at any moment I mean as we saw a couple of times through this episode she's just like sitting there perched ready to accuse you of like stealing her cincture or like (laughs) being dismissive of her outfit or kind of you know not taking her hand gesture in the appropriate way it's it's spectacular and Seder Jean was was the red rag to her ball like she like he even when he was like be nice especially in that look like he was just throwing absolutely everything at her and she was like have freaking out (laughs) pulled out a gun we wouldn't have been surprised let's be honest (laughs) looked like she was ready to take it to fully gangster territory (laughs) and I love that we basically got the Drag Race Holland version of bitch I'm from Chicago which is I'm from Brazil don't fuck with me I mean I can't do do the actual quotes though we we don't speak natural Dutch but I think that is going to be their version now well I enjoyed Seder Jean being like if you had this much passion in the acting challenge you would have been at the top (laughs) I know she was she was actually reminding me a little I know the queens don't like when we compare them but she was reminding me a little bit of Jimbo in Drag Race Canada of just kind of like understated but flawless shade read after read after Mm, read it's just like it feels like you sat down and wrote these all in advance because they were just coming thick and fast. And I was like, yes, yeah, I love yeah. this. Do you think it was actually resolved by the time they got into the workroom? Because you can see why, when they're actually there and they're wiping away Megan's message and they're like, go on, say to Jean, tell us what happened. And they all seem to be happy. Do you think they actually had worked it out or whether that was just for the cameras? I think it was just for the cameras. I think they were like, let's not get, let it get in the way of the competition. Yeah. But we're mm. both ready to pop off at any moment and um i also love the fact that um megan being gone is like megs it all over again do you think yeah (laughs) (laughs) she didn't leave on her own terms um i did feel sorry for poor mama queen who was like i didn't want to celebrate i could feel the vibe in the room Reads did not end there though because the mini challenge this week is the reading challenge, yes. and they've already the, been doing the reading challenge already. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, none of the reads were better than "Be Nice," especially in that look. Um, <laughs> True. TV host and the Netherlands' most famous drag queen diva Mayday joined. First of all, I just reads. want to say that I think that that birthday cake looked very dry. <laughs> 
someone's been watching Bake Off. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I do not believe. I, I think that it was like technically it was very it was a beautiful bake, but it, it was uh, it wasn't looking like the texture would be that enjoyable. It wasn't, and nor did it look like anyone was really enjoying Madame Madness's little birthday celebration at the bench. I always find this weird. It happened with Aiden Zane in season twelve, and it always happens to someone where it's like the weakest competitor becomes hated by everyone. It's like if you are competing, wouldn't you want? people to be weak like it's aren't they a blessing to be there but they're just like no we want you gone you don't deserve to be here like yeah i just don't get why they get so riled <laughs> up i'd be going after my best competitor i'd be trying to get them under undermining them absolutely you'd feel yeah. like that would be the way you would go but it is always the person who like looks like they're the weakest and it's like we hate you and it's like it translates into such like it feels like bullying then because like everyone can see that they're not they're not thriving in the scenario yeah i mean i'm sure they don't hate her uh but apparently they are annoyed with her because she was the least prepared and like i totally get your point be like well why why does that offend you if or bother you if she's not prepared also her runways i think have been really good yeah i'm not seeing this kind of usually the queen they go for is quite unpolished like the mm. looks aren't there or the makeup is bad like Shangela in season two or something but M- madam um, madness is giving me polished like seasoned queen yes she's not bringing it in the performance challenges um so much but i think part of that is because she's so insecure because everyone's kind of picking her last and leaving her out and all this stuff even i felt bad she she has been getting a bad edit and she got a bad edit in the reading challenge so the edit was wasn't the normal edit of like here's Janie Jacquet reading three people and we move on it was all inter it was a mishmash in. yeah you could tell people like Janie and Chelsea obviously didn't do too well because they only got one read each and Madame Madness got one read and then they even gave it the old cricket cricket noise. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably her worst one as well. She probably had ones that went better than that, but yeah. she was given the Wait word. a minute. Didn't she have that hilarious read of, I thought it was really funny, of um, of Janie Jacquet where she was like, oh, we all know you from All Together Now, not the TV show, the Bukaki parties. I thought that was really yeah. funny. That wasn't hers, was it? No, I actually think it was. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, that was a good but, one then, yeah. Okay, so James, whose read was your favourite? Um, when I, I think my favourite was Mama Queen's of Mad Madness, where she was like, I wasn't, I don't have a read for you because I wasn't expecting you to make it to this episode. I thought that was like really shady and yeah. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I put that one as my favourite as well, but I put some backups lest we found ourselves in this situation. <laughs> so I liked, I forget who said this one, but I liked that, was it uh, Mama Queen said, I hate that they're still testing makeup on animals to set a gene. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I, that was so one. funny. <laughs> that one caught me off guard. So I like it when you don't know. Because I, <laughs> I write reads for the queens. Um, oh, so okay. I write a lot of the haters roast um, sets. And I've even written some reads that have been on, are coming up on the reading challenges. So All Stars 6 next year, they'll be featured some of mine, hopefully, if they make the cut. Oh, oh my wow. God. So usually, obviously, because uh, I'm used to doing it, when you get the first sentences, I kind of know which way it's going. Uh, but mm. that one, sometimes they, I mean, obviously, the I think one of the best ever was Drag Race Canada this year, which is the only thing you're fucking is stupid. That one just completely <laughs> yeah. knocked me. I was like, I haven't heard that before. That's a new, that's, I love that one fr- uh, from, um, uh, who was it, Lemon to Priyanka. Yeah. Uh, so, but nothing raised to that height. But I liked the makeup on animals, and I liked the uh, the only thing safer than prep is your look. I forget. Who's yeah, that yeah. was my favorite because I was like, it's kind of informative as well. I kind of yeah. <laughs> raising awareness and reading you to filth <laughs> at the same time. 
one of my favorite reads that is kind of a different format to that as well is like you know adore delano i know what you got on your sats ketchup like, oh yeah the bianca del rio one <laughs> yeah, yeah it really subverts your expectations of where you think the joke is going um so one of my favorites was um from also from season six which was Jocelyn Fox to Darien Lake, which is you like to sit reverse cowgirl on the toilet just so you've got a flat surface. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Jocelyn Fox, <laughs> one of the most underrated queens. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> it needs to be on All Stars. But a little bit of trivia. I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Darien Lake actually wrote that read for Jocelyn. Oh, right. So oh. she read herself. She gave, because Darien's obviously very good at those kind of things. Um, and yeah, she gifted that to Jocelyn. So she's amazing. Also, Darian, I believe, should be on All Stars. And I think it's yes, a shame I think she hasn't so. been. Made it to top four on one of the best seasons of Drag Race and still not cast. I think that's a bit of a disgrace. Oh, she also, she kind of gets written out of the narrative because people want to just place uh, Dela into that top four. Like they yes, kind of just want exactly. her, they want that as a top four and sort of forget that Darian was there. Listen, though... Darian beat Dela not once, but twice in a fucking lip sync. So there was no, she had a rematch and still lost. So Darian deserved her top four placement. Yes, she obviously Dela is one of the most talented queens probably ever on the show. But yeah. if you don't win that lip sync, then you're going bye-bye. high. So do you agree Mama Queen and Seder Jean were the correct two to win the mini challenge? Um, I definitely think Mama Queen. I didn't think Seder Jean's were that strong, but then obviously we saw more of hers than anyone else's. I th- yeah, I guess I agree. I don't think it was that controversial. I think they all did pretty good. I don't think there was that many stinkers, really. Mm. Oh, actually, I, ha- I have your testing makeup on animals. That was Envy Peru who said that. Oh, was it Envy Peru? Oh, well, I would have given her the yeah, other win the... then. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I noticed, I'm sort of used to watching um, Drag Race now where all the queens are just wearing other queens' merch in in the like in the like yes. in, in the workrooms and i thought it was like i don't think you'd get it on the us one um Cedra Jean was wearing a mary poppers t-shirt which i've seen like people wearing out around the place at gay events and stuff but i was like oh that's a bit edgy for like daytime te- or for like evening television for a family viewing kind of are you kidding drag race has fisting mentioned on it well, that is true <laughs> i don't think poppers <laughs> is that bad i think we've gone past that <laughs> That's that stage now. Uh, so, Sadie and Mama Queen were the two winners. They got to choose their teams for the dancing challenge, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, so, Sadie chose Janie and Envy, and Mama Queen chose Abby and Chelsea. And then Madame Manus was left triggered at the end, uh, having not been chosen. And she chose to join Sadie Jean's team. So, the challenge basically was Amber Vineyard is some. Uh, voguing queen she she teaches she has her own house she teaches people how to vogue in, in the new york ballroom style and she was to teach them how to vogue now i just want to skip over <clears throat> all of the rehearsals of say not doing well blah blah, blah. Mm. and just let's get to the final product how shit was the final product um i thought it was quite shit because the thing about vogue is um, it's all about attitude. So it really, as, as proved by the winner of the challenge, oh no, not proved by the winner, but proved by later on how much they praise Saitajin, you can get all the moves wrong in Vogue and still completely slay because it's about an attitude, it's about confidence, it's about selling it, it's about I'm better than you, sassiness. And I think that they were so focused on the dancers, I think they all forgot what Voguing is actually about, which is a shame. But just like the final production they were stepping over each other and they were i just thought it was really bad and i felt most of the shots were them from the waist up and you couldn't even tell who was doing a good job Yeah, and you couldn't tell really who was on whose team so when it came to later like which team's gonna win i was like i don't know who was on whose team they should have been dressed in completely different (laughs) outfits it felt like they were all Mm. one voguing 
collective. I basically saw the final product and was like, okay, I'm just going to disregard that <laughs> based on who I think should win. And it seems like judges do as well. Like they really seem to be putting all the weight into the runway. I don't think they really seem to care about who does well in the challenges. Yeah, absolutely. I've been thinking this. It seems like almost like the maxi challenge is treated the way on American Drag Race, a mini challenge is treated, where it's yeah. like just referred to as like mm. a little bit of a tie break. Whereas really, it's very much like the early seasons of Drag Race where the runway seems to count for a way lot more. The challenges seem to be kind of an, an afterthought even. Like the, yeah. um, even the one last week, like the, the acting challenge bit, like you had kind of a, um, like, I don't know, it seems like they're kind of like it's doing it, they're just doing it while they're getting ready for the runway like it's kind of like to give them something to preoccupy themselves before they go on to the runway it doesn't feel like there's any real attention given to them which i think is what it's annoying me because i do like an awful lot about drag race holland but there's something i'm not quite connecting with well i think that they'll be good for holland because i mean a lot of the times it was like that with the canada ones for me sometimes it's like they did the heritage moments and it's like i don't get that but also i'm not supposed to get that because this is for canadian fans yeah. so i like i'm willing i accept that whereas american drag race they're going to be scraping the bot bat, bottom of the barrel because it's been like 100 seasons now that i mean they've run out of all the big golden girls type shows to spoof so they're just having to now spoof more and more obscure things and obviously it's just going to get worse and worse really yeah, I, I, I think that they shouldn't be afraid to like recover some of those challenges from before uh, to, to try and because I think the different queens will do it in different ways. Um, yeah, definitely. Because other than that, you are right. It's just going to end up kind of trying to like really scrape the bottom of the barrel. I do think as well, this season, season 12, that like the way they did that, uh, the Vegas final thing, I didn't love that. I prefer when they have the like proper song that they do their course to and it's all like that kind of stuff going on with us. Oh, hashtag me too. Yeah, that Vegas thing went on forever. I yeah. Like, I've lost the will to live by the end of it. <laughs> Saying that season 12 did have some really good challenges. They had Gay's Anatomy and the Madonna musical, Rusical. Yeah. So, I mean, actually, contradicting myself, season 12 proved there's still some fresh ideas left in the box, but All Stars 5 proves that not always. No, no. <laughs> I, I'd like to see a Selling Sunset crossover. That's <gasps> oh, that's such a good idea. They should definitely do that. I bet they will do that, actually. Mm. What will they call it? Selling Hunset or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Se- selling Cumset? I- <laughs> that's too rude for evening TV. Yeah. <laughs> Never. What? <laughs> Fisting. <laughs> Fisting Sunset. Perfect. Wasn't there a moment where said she, they did a weird little sequence where it looked like she'd been spiked or had COVID or something. And it was all blurry and I was oh, like, what yeah, the hell the- is happening? And then we just brushed past it and it was like, what the fuck was that? Did I just have a stroke? Yeah, so apparently the uh, it was re- there was a there was a heat wave going on when they were filming. Uh, so that's probably why she kind of got overheated. Because it was again, you're seeing so much behind the scenes that you don't see in the US one. You saw the producers fanning her and her face in agony on that little couch. It was just very surreal. <laughs> well, that's what I do when I'm recording the podcast usually i have my assistants fan me uh, i didn't bring them today because i didn't want you guys to think i was even more of a diva <laughs> um okay so let's move on to the runway then first of all i thought fred looked great yes i did i like this look a lot um, um mm, no. i mean i think it was good but i mean i think you should never as the host look like you could be one of the contestants and i think this could have been something that a contestant wore I think RuPaul always looks... Oh, yeah. The outfits don't always have to be better than the contestants, but they have to look like just a step above, like as a queen, as like the grand dame. Yeah. And I just think that I'm not getting that from... um, From Fred. 
Fred, yeah. I also think her makeup could be improved. But I do love the way she speaks. I love the delivery. Even if you don't listen to the, you don't read the subtitles, I still often can laugh at it. Mm. We're cracking yeah. like, no, so just... <laughs> Sorry. I like how she's trying to kind of create a few of her own kind of catchphrase things. Like at the end when she says like, you're going, not, or it's time for you to leave, not me. And then she's like, <laughs> that's the Dutch version of wop wop. I want to know what that bi girls thing that they say, because they're all starting to say it now. And I need to know what it, it just sounds so guttural to me. It makes no sense. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I think Fred could work his drag. He can do whatever he wants with it, but it isn't as much of the female illusion that he gives us than maybe uh you know brooklyn did or rupaul does so i can i can see that all right but i I did really enjoy the dress this week the uh judges were sana wallace de Vries, so she was back after the first episode and then amber vineyard was was there to only speak in english uh which confused me for a Dutch i show. appreciated that yeah it was a nice relief <laughs> oh i didn't even notice that <laughs> oh, i'm just so multicultural <laughs> Dutch, English, just... <laughs> i assume she is a bio queen Yes. yes, she did. De- yeah, she did. De- yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, I just want to check that. Yeah. You never know these days. That was a, that was a weird thing though. When was it this week when Envy Prue had her like her like her her body on and the that one judge made the joke about how oh I want your tits and she's like oh they're mine and then the judge looked kind of awkward and was like oh are are they and then was like I I, I never know what people's genders these days. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a sitting judge you, you should you've also overcorrected there just to assume oh maybe she's trans like no like she just has a bit of a man poof like that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so as you know sissy pod is part of the head stuff podcasting network and we're joined in that network by a number of fantastic irish podcasts uh one of which we're going to give you a little excerpt from uh, you can't get out to the pub these days to have a pint of anything so why not have a pint of malt Okay, it's Jibs here from Pints of Malt. So our podcast is basically a group of Irish Nigerian lads who tell their stories growing up in Ireland as well as Nigeria. And we share our experiences with all of y'all. We also had a bit of comedy as well, you know, to get y'all laughing, get y'all through the week in these tough times that we are in. So y'all sit back and just, you know, enjoy the show. As Jib said, we're the Pints of Mott podcast. You can find us on all streaming platforms, including the Headstuff Network. Um, the category was Shine Bright Like a Diamond. So first up then was Chelsea Boy with her treasure chest look. Uh, James, mm. wh- what did you think of this? Yeah, I, I thought she looked great. Uh, I liked the weird pink makeup. Uh, was there a, a Star Wars person that she kind of looked like? Or yeah. Jabba the Hutt, I believe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> she looked good. Yeah, she did. She looked good. I like the like sad, the the kind of sad, uh, fa- sad makeup she did. I thought she looked really good. Yeah, it's um, kind of like that face on like the cover of Les Mis. You know, the, the movie and has that sort of sad French face. <laughs> That's what I saw. <laughs> I dreamed a dream of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the look I got from this. I liked it from the waist up a lot more than I did below. Like it did look like she was struggling to walk in it. And yeah. They love those big platformed heels. They do. They're big into them. Ed, was this a toot or a boot? Um, toot. But not a 
toot. Just a toot. Yeah. Mm. It it did look a little bit like something you would see washed up on a on a shore. Um, <laughs> That's what every queen wants to hear. You look washed up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a sort of like um, I don't know heart heart of the ocean. Um, 84 years later kind of a vibe with some yeah of well the... it was supposed to be an, an underwater treasure i think that 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 makes sense no oh i guess so actually yeah yeah rather than what you're saying is like category is driftwood <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well that that's what i'm getting i'm getting category driftwood that, that, is, an, that is a good travis song that we've all forgotten <laughs> i know a drag race podcast is no place to talk about travis songs but that was a good, good song back in the day <laughs> that's it after drag race finishes up we're going to be moving on travis stereophonics <laughs> all of the classics Pri- prior to tonight you've been asked to prepare a lip sync version of why does it always rain on me <laughs> <by Travis. laughs> that would be amazing i wish they would mix it up sometimes with something like that i think yes. it would be interesting to see <laughs> do we need any more rihanna really i don't know <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so next up then is uh Abby, oh my God, with her sparkly diamonds look. Um, Over to you, Ed. What was your first reaction when you saw this? I think if we were doing the challenge where you um, do the rap in the song near the end, this would be the kind of outfit I would serve for as a performance challenge, Mm -hmm. not the main stage runway. I was bored. It reminded, she looked like a, like Kiara from Canada's Drag Race, but not as fierce. I didn't get enough diamonds. I just thought, if you're going to be called OMG, then it needs to be a bit yeah. more whelming than that. How yeah. whelmed was I? Under. Yeah. <laughs> I When I saw this, I had full on Jan, like, not this. We've seen it every episode. And even this had the, the I don't want to call it nude, but like the, the skin colored, for somebody's skin colored, bit in between the breasts that wasn't uh colored mm. to match your skin and there was no glitter you on it you can't say colored anymore so we might rest. need to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um i just like i was like that mesh just clearly stands out and i just thought that was a, a rookie rookie error yeah i know we're, we're not yeah. supposed to be comparing queens but she sort of looks like serena chacha got into miss vanji's wardrobe yeah, I was actually God. saying she re- she really does have a have a Vanjie style wardrobe for this series, which is kind of like loads of nice kind of one pieces, but they no no very yeah, it wasn't very exciting. I could understand why she was in the bottom uh, with us. Yeah, although she was still very shocked, which is quite weird. But <laughs> I love that sense of delusion. Get that confidence. You need it. <laughs> well, if you if you're good into it, you have to do it in a way like Valentina, where you're so completely in a different world that, that you're. It's almost like intoxicating. But yes. This level of delusion is just a bit like, really? <laughs> Did you think that was enough? Yeah. Janie GK then was had her some like it hot look, uh, which she had issue with the heels, and she had to tear off the feather part of the bottom as as a quote unquote reveal. I did like how there was somebody off stage who pulled her cloak off her though. Oh really? Like a Madonna moment. Well like she she stands there, she she drops the cloak and then the cloak is whisked away to the left. So obviously somebody was there ready to pull it. <laughs> Holland has a terrible pickpocketing problem. So I did <laughs> I'm sure it was not part of the show. That's it, yeah. Um, watch watch your wallet and your capes. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually been mugged in Holland as well. So I know I know that firsthand. But what I will say is, I don't mind when a queen like Janet Jacquet is a completely, almost like Violet Chachki, confident bitch who tells it like Mm. it is. But Mm -hmm. I think if you are going to be like that, then everything needs to be flawless. And I 
to be honest, thought this again was underwhelming. I thought it was some like it not so hot. I thought the feathers were just a bit not enough. I didn't like it. And and because there's a similar outfit to come on the runway, I thought this was the poorer of the two. And I'm like, if you're going to be reading everyone else, you better make sure that every mm-hmm. time you step on that runway, you are flawless. Yeah. <laughs> this was very much the Wish.com version of MV Prue's look. I think based on Janie's uh, wardrobe so far, this is her worst look, it is. I think. I did not love the hat the headpiece either. Ooh. I felt I felt that was different though. I appreciated its originality. It wasn't just big Jessica Rabbit hair. It was kind of different. And I thought like, I think she has amazing makeup. I didn't think in this episode it was up to its usual standard. Mm-mm. But yeah, I got, <laughs> had Mama Queen next and I, I loved this look. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. yeah I think this was my favorite. Uh, me too. And I love the thing on the head so, and the yeah. face. It looked amazing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, now, it's a different color. I like that it's good when you have a theme to do something you know is going to stand out. They're probably not, no one else is going to wear black. I just thought it was fierce. Yeah, I loved it. I did, actually did get what the judges were saying about the shoes though. I, I thought that they, they didn't like they, I don't, those big platforms just, they do look a bit cheap. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but I think with this look, I, I didn't love the big platforms. I have mm. an issue and I know it's my problem. Uh, it's always been an issue on our podcast where for some reason I have shoe blindness. So I always <laughs> rely on my co-host to, cause I, some reason just do not see people's shoes. <laughs> I just see an outfit. And then it was always my former co-host Charlie or my current co-host Sam, who I think maybe finally joining us in a second. Oh, um, I see him. Hang on. Is that better? Hey, <laughs> and I'm literally I'm, sorry. I was watching the F1 downstairs like a big man. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, watching a Mama Queen's look on the runway for this episode. I loved it. I have yeah. to say. I mean, one thing I will say about all of um, the whole series so far is like I really do think that they put the UK Drag Race to shame. I mean, and I do think as well. I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that I think they've clearly got more money mm-hmm. um because i mean some of their outfits are amazing and they and also like and also the the stuff they do with their face like with mama queen's look i mean stunning i mean they have really i mean it's, it's oh i'm like i feel like they have double the amount of time and double <laughs> the amount of money than any of the other queens mm. well i think i agree with you in terms of the runway but i think in terms of performance i still don't think anyone um, lives up to our UK queen. Oh, agree. I, I, I agree. Performance wise, performance wise, I completely. But agree I think with that, you. like, that's the big difference between the UK and Holland. Is like Holland, it's all about the runway and it's all about the looks. In the mm. UK, it was much more about the performance and about the personalities. Like the personalities mm. are so strong on the on the the UK mm. one. Like, well, yeah, was... bag of chips got to the final just by saying battered sausage of it. Do she turned some of the worst looks in Drag Race history and barely even got on the bottom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, love, we haven't even I love Madame Madness. She got rid of her beard. Oh, that, yes. that was a bit desperate. She shouldn't have done that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, she, I, she pissed me off when she did that because I was like, come on, you're here. You're representing bearded queens. And she was like, I need to learn mm-hmm. how to be more feminine and embrace my mm-hmm. gender fluidity. And my understanding of the whole thing was like, I can be a woman with a masked beard as well. That's the whole point of bearded mm-hmm. track. So I, when she shaved that off, I was like, pack your bags. I quite there fancy, I quite fancy her as well with a beard. Yeah, and then without the beard, less so, I have to say. Yeah, great. <laughs> I thought she looked good, but this always happens on Drag Race. Anytime you get rid of your signature look, even when they've been asking you to do it, you go home. Yeah. It happened to Max in season seven. They said, we want to see you without grey hair. The first time she did it, sashay away. And, it and milk in season six. They were like... And milk, yes, the first time she did glamour, she's mm. gone. Yeah. Mm. And who could forget Derek Barry's eyebrows when she threw them on? <laughs> okay, that one was deserved, let's be honest. That Ooh. one was... <laughs> 
That was disgusting. <laughs> but, you're, but you're right, though. They do, they do say, oh, change it up, change it up. Oh, you change, you change it up. We don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that for? Oh, because we told you. Why are you some sort of lemming? <laughs> you're not here to listen to our advice. <laughs> we want you to listen, but we also want you to ignore us. We want you to do your own thing, but we also want you to follow the crowd. We want you to... <laughs> <laughs> jump off a cliff. Don't jump off a cliff. Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay up next then was uh, Envy Peru with her Studio 54 look uh, which oh. was yeah Janie Jacquet's look squared right it was I yes. loved the the headpiece it kind of looked like chain mail and like so many feathers she looks that's phenomenal. the right amount of feathers yes yeah. yeah it looked expensive it looked polished and it mm. also she presented it in a very often the runway you can like really elevate something obviously by presenting it with confidence and I thought she really did that yeah yeah, mm. I th- she, looked, she looked amazing. And she, the way, yeah, she carried herself like so sort of seductively. Her makeup always looks amazing as well. She's got like and a she's, brilliant and she's face. Beautiful. Mm. She's yeah. be- beautiful. Beautiful as a man and as a woman, yeah. frankly. And no, like, absolutely. Yeah. And just the, the sashaying down the down. The, I mean, she just she just looked in, <laughs> she just looked incredible. I mean, like, I did you have wine would... for breakfast, Sam? You just said sashay, 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 <laughs> um, no, I, 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 just, I think that yeah, I think she's definitely one of the front runners. I'm yeah, saying. she she transforms from Ben from A one to Lisa Scott Lee. <laughs> oh my god, I love A one. <laughs> I'm just I'm just caught in the middle to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up then was uh, Madame Manus and her dripping chandelier, which I thought was a clunky title, like dripping and diamond and a diamond <laughs> chandelier, but they don't really go well together, and then. Yeah, I I kind of liked it, but I didn't really get the concept. It was what a flame on her head, and her body was the chandelier. But then why was it so black? I loved it. Maybe I really did. I thought it was striking. I thought it was memorable. I thought it was polished. I thought it was well executed. I thought it was a slay for me. I think there was probably more of a makeupy concept with the if she'd kept the beard, there was probably going to be some other cool bits to it. Um, but then because she shaved the beard off, had to like improvise. Mm. Um and maybe that's why it ended up being a bit more in the bottom. But I thought I thought the makeup and the the hair looked amazing, but the dress was a bit simple well, by comparison I got rid to the of other my things. Beard when I was in college, and I never looked back. So sometimes uh, she was a lovely girl, but sometimes you just have to shake off the dead wood. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think with I think with a dress like I agree with what you were saying about the dress is that um something they said in one of the earlier ones as well. Like once they see everybody else's styles like everybody else's mm. dresses you, you're a bit like you're a bit like oh shit yeah <laughs> this, is, this isn't gonna be enough and i think i and i completely agree with you about the beard that was that was you know the uniqueness yeah uh, nerve and talent blah 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 but but get rid of the uniqueness and you know I think as well the producers will have been really annoyed because you know that they want you in your confessional every episode of the season to look the yeah. same because they often splice later things. So you notice <laughs> in this episode after she shaved it, all her confessionals were without mm. a beard. And if she'd stayed in the competition, she would have been a very hard contestant for them to edit because they would have had to have a very clear cut. So I think even if she'd done well this episode, I think they were like, bitch... We're not editing this. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye. What do they say? Good beak. Uh, finally, then on the runway, then was Sailor Jean with her super glam nanny. And 
I've never seen a buggy on the on the runway before, and I thought I've they... seen a buggy woogie, but I've never seen yeah. a buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a buggy man. On the... <laughs> <laughs> We've seen buggers in season three. <laughs> mm. uh, but I mean, it was it was awful, but it looked great. Like that was the whole point of it. So I thought it was. It was oh, funny. I loved it. Mm. Um, it reminded me of The Witches. Have you guys seen the new Witches trailer? I have. Yeah, I have. It I'm looks sorry. Great. I know I'm jumping on a bandwagon, but Anne Hathaway is just not going to be able to deliver. Oh, she isn't going to carry it off like Angelica Houston, but like it'll still be fun. Uh, okay, so that wraps up the <laughs> back to the runway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who uh, that wraps up the runway? So yeah, there was a weird. They were asked. Fred asked Amber. Who do you think is the winning team? And Amber was like, well, I loved Seder Jean. Seder Jean was great. Her technique was shit, but she was great. Yeah. And then Fred's like, yeah, but who was the winning team, Amber? Oh, no. <laughs> Am- uh, Mama Queen's team obviously was better. But then <laughs> two of the three of Mama Queen's team end up in the bottom. And then and then one of Seder Jean's team ends up in the bottom. So it's just very confusing what well, they're... I, d- I do think one of the shadiest things that a judge has ever said to a contestant on any season of Drag Race was when Fred asked the, the voguing lady, oh, and, and what did you think about the queens on, on this challenge and who was the best? And he was like, she was like, well, I think the real thing that we learned is that like professional dancers make dancing look easy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so true. That was the nicest way of saying they were all shit yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> Just basically saying it's a lot harder than it looks, isn't it, people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, who would you have said was your winner for this week's episode? Um, I would say, um, what's her name? Peru. Envy Peru. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm just, I'm just love, I'm just loving her work yeah. throughout. Okay, so, she is my, she's my one to watch. She, so she, she did win the episode. So you're happy with that? I, well, I mean, that, that's, that's, <laughs> I'm agreeing, I'm agreeing with the episode. <laughs> I, I find myself every week thinking, oh, Sadie Jean has this, and she never wins. Like, I didn't think she was the best in the dancing challenge, but dancing challenge was shit. And Amber seemed to love her, and I thought the comedy shtick on the runway was great. So I would have given it to her. Or Mama Queen, in a, in a weird way. I thought Mama Queen had great presence in the dance challenge, and I loved the look. I oh, know, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree about that with that with Mama Queen. I think she's I think she's doing really. She's really sort of alternative as well. Yeah. Mm. Her... James, who was your pick? Uh, I actually would have picked Envy. I think that she looked just like her look was undeniably the best out of all of them. And mm. even the dance challenge, she did seem to while it didn't seem to count for anything. Like you know, she was <laughs> throwing some unique shapes. <laughs> 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 you know, she met the brief. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, I have, um, I've done. Well, it wasn't a. They basically one, once upon a time, Sunita, who I know, asked me to um, be one of her backing dancers for a show she was doing. As um, okay. and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And um, so I went to one of the rehearsals, and I was quite hungover. I'm not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> but they, but it was, it was like they have it on there. They were like, okay, five, six, seven, eight, and and I was just like, what the fuck. And I was like, oh, trying to keep up and trying to do it. And it was so difficult, so difficult. So when, <laughs> when I, and like, and my, honestly, my legs gave in. I, I did one too many slut drops and my, and my, and my thighs were like burning. And I, was, and I was like, this is so hard. And so when I see, so when I see the girls do it on, um, on Drag Race, I think it's no wonder it takes them a long time to do it. And sometimes they still mm-hmm. can't do it. It's so hard and mm, and the yeah. and, and the um because because obviously you've got to be able to be a dancer to begin with and remember all the steps and get them at the right time i mean it's it's so difficult 
no yeah, completely no, and like you can you can tell like when when you have a a dancing queen in the season you can see so like clearly the difference between the people oh, who just yeah. are kind of like they just they know what to do and how to keep up well it's about um, it's about picking up picking up the steps like that i mean like yeah, if you, yeah. when you see professional dancers do it like somebody will come in and they and they already know all the moves because they've done them all before yeah. mainly so it's just all about what order they're going to put them in and they know and they just listen to it and they could do it like when someone can play the piano really well they can just sit down and play a song that they've only just yeah. heard etc so it's just like that so if you but if you don't yeah. if you don't have that skill you're fucked <laughs> yeah I, have to, I think of sorry Sunita I just think she will always and forever just be that banana leaf outfit on X Factor to me like that is just that is me just be, like I know she's done other stuff and she's well known in the UK but it's like that that is that is always and forever Sunita <laughs> I mean I mean like, what possessed her I mean it's just it's just it's just amazing I mean it was basically that was the beginning of the end of X Factor when she was not anymore oh yeah completely yeah when they got too good for her and they were like no no yeah you need to keep no one's too good for Sunita (laughs) (laughs) especially not me I'm not even good enough for Sunita this week's lip sync was a menage a trois between Abby Mama and Madame Madness has that ever happened before no I mean other than a final not three-way. No, obviously we had the six-way lip sync for season 11. Mm. We haven't had a three-way before. I really didn't feel they needed to put Mama Queen in the bottom two. Um. Yes. I mean... Or bottom three in the series. I can't remember what was the song they did again. Oh, remind me quickly. Oh, when I dance with somebody. They have picked such classic songs the whole way through. They, they really have. Yeah. Like really massive ones. I mean, like start off the whole series with Express Yourself. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going for like the like the proper divas. Like they're really getting them in there. You know why I think that is as well. I think because um, English isn't their first language, and if they choose songs that they've known and listened to their whole lives, and they probably know the words to anyway, yeah, it, make, it makes it easier them for yeah. them to do yeah. it. So they can concentrate on the performance as opposed to what the words are doing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I think that the lips. One place that the, it is also possibly a bit of an improvement over Drag Race UK is that the lip syncs I think have been stronger mm. than the. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, less acrobatics though. I have to say. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, did the right person go home? Do you think? Um, sad to say, but uh, yes, I think you know she. <laughs> She'd had, I mean, she reminds me a little bit of my ex-boyfriend actually, which was, um, which was, which was, but it's just like, they just had really those puppy dog eyes you've been seeing for the last, <laughs> you've been seeing for the last couple of weeks. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and when, and when, she, and when she got through the episode before and everyone was like, why did you get me? I felt really bad. I felt really bad for her. So, I mean, I, it's like, you knew it was coming and yeah. um, you know, you should have had to have done something so yeah. out of this world, far head and shoulders are better than anybody else. Yeah. You could have stayed in. Um, but I think it was the right person to go, but. Well, Sam and I mean, Ed has fallen off the call because of bad internet, but do you want to tell us where people can find United Queendom, what you guys have coming up in the next few weeks and yes, months? Yes, uh, United Queendom, uh, you can find it on, um, well, Spotify and um, iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, our, <laughs> It's um, at United Queendom, United Queendom podcast on, <laughs> inst- on Instagram, um, and all the links are on there. We're currently we're 
we're mowing through the divas at the moment <laughs> because um, so we uh, we've got a Kylie episode. No, we've got a we've done a Kylie episode. We've got a, a Britney episode coming up on Monday. Cool. So um, yeah, just just enjoy, enjoy. I mean, obviously the ones that I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we didn't mention in the episode was Abby and Envy and the possible fallout that's going to happen there. To be honest, okay, the fact that she was, like, Abby was obviously the, on the bottom, so I think that if Envy had said anyone anything other than that, it would have very much been seen as kind of, like, favouritism because she was her drag sister. And, and, like, I think the fact that she did say Abby, Abby's name there at that point, like, I think it, it shows, like, that she's got a certain amount of... Um, integrity if that's what you want to call it so i think it was like it, she kind of had to say abby um but mm. yeah i'm excited for where that drama will go because i i really like how fiery abby is and i think that she's like a really terrific kind of like reality tv contestant um and i think that this will create a division between the two of them though i would say mm. that we haven't necessarily <clears throat> seen too much of that like mother daughter sisterly bond between them yeah, that's true. Through throughout the rest of us, it mm. it has very much been like their own like separate contest or separate kind of contestants and separate journeys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Snatch game next week. I have done a bit of research on who the characters that we're going to see in Snatch game are. So I'm just going to run through it, and you can tell me if you're going to be excited or not for it. Mm. I could save you the time, but I won't. <laughs> 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 okay first off Mama Queen's gonna play Rianne Von Dorst she is a rock singer of the band Duel never heard of them she was born intersex and actually had like a surgery when she was young to to annoy a liner with, with female sex organs or whatever but she now lives her life as a, as a lesbian and she's known for being really really funny as well as being a bit of a rock star so I think that she could be good like if Mama yeah. Queen could capture her humour it would be fun no absolutely I think that like as you said um previously when we were having a quick chat like Jojo Siwa from Canada's Drag Race someone who didn't necessarily know but brought the humour and brought the comedy so it could be good could be exactly uh, Abby oh my god is going to play Michaela Cox she's like a reality TV regular she won the Dutch show Ladette to Lady I think there was a British version I, I know that show I know that show well um, they also did an American version where they had men called from G's to gents where <laughs> They went from G's to gents. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they learn etiquette and decorum. And exactly, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. British, it sounds like. Anyway, so she won that show. Here's some other shows she's been on. I just thought this was very wide-ranging. Real Girls in the Jungle, Real Girls in the Prairie, Netherlands Worst Driver, Shopping Queens VIP, The Great Jesus Quiz. I I mean, all of those. Great time for any of... Exactly. Any, any Great Jesus Quiz, I'm there. I'm down. <laughs> so she's known for being kind of tacky and vulgar and stupid. Which won't um, be a stretch so for Abby. I, I, <laughs> I would say like early days Jade Goody, I think is probably maybe a nice touchstone for, for English language audiences. Um, then Envy is going to play Patty Bard. She is from a 70s girl group called Love, um, who are kind of like the Dutch ABBA. She's a former Playboy model turned reality TV host. She's had like four husbands. I think she's estranged from her daughter. She had her own reality TV show based on the Osbournes called Patty's Posse. She's kind of known as a fairy gay godmother, but kind of being 
rude and abrasive so I kind of have a good idea of who she could be and, and you know, being uh, HBIC could be a sort of fun way to play it. I'm not sure Envy's going to do too well at it, though, but, you know, she could surprise me. Yeah, we, we'll, we, we shall see. She did quite well in the acting challenge last week, so maybe she'll be able to bring True. some of that, but, hmm. no. Yeah. Again, someone I'm not no. excited, like, I, I suppose I'm kind of expecting sort of a housewife kind of style of delivery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get. I would say so. Um, Annie Shilder then will be played by Janie Jacquet because she's from the same town as Janie Jacquet. She was in this big schlager, uh, which is sort of a traditional European pop music group called BZN, who are kind of like the Bee Gees. They've had like a really, really long career. But Annie Shilder was kicked out of it um, and replaced by someone called Carola. Uh, so there could be some like oh. Bucks Fizz slash Sugar Babes t- drama style that we replaced by someone called Corolla I mean obviously Corolla is more glamorous I can understand why Abby Schleiger got kicked out or whatever her name was <laughs> but Corolla is a crayon and a car <laughs> hashtag <laughs> mask <laughs> oh no it's Crayola sorry that's a crayon sorry yeah uh, but she's also known for her dry humour so it could also be funny then um, Seder Jean's going to play Mega Mindy who is a kids TV character from Belgium she solves mysteries and has superpowers and beats up bad guys so I'm thinking like Sabrina meets the Power Rangers mm, so I think that could yeah, be good a Powerpuff girl I'm into it and then uh, Chelsea Boy plays Joe Exotic, who we all know. I honestly, Excited? The, the, no. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was surprised by how funny the reading challenge was. Uh, though I do think that the editing, the kind of like quick-paced editing of it probably lent itself to making it seem funnier. Um, but the, th- the challenges have been such an afterthought throughout the whole thing. That, the, that I'm sort of concerned about an episode where the main challenge has to be the main focus. Um, and whether they'll be able to like create something that 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 feels that feels not like it's being put on by like a school play or something. It, it, it's it's just I'm not I'm not sure. I'm I'm willing to have my mind changed though. Well, that's good. That's all we can ask. Okay, well, we're already seven days away from finding out what it's actually like. So until then, make sure you check us out on Instagram at sissy.pod. And you can check out United Queendom at United Queendom as well. And have a good week. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.